Okay, so I noticed something about myself recently. I noticed that when I go to a restaurant and I order food, but instead of a drink, I only I only order a cup for water. I try to be really obvious when I go to the fountain about filling it up with just water and not soda. I want to make sure an employee sees me filling it up with only water and not soda because I want to be recognized for my honesty. <laughs> and I'm not sure what I want out of this because um, no one's ever come up to me and been like, oh my God, you're so honest. You didn't, you didn't steal soda. You got water like you asked for. Certainly no employee has ever come up to me, but I like to think that they're having some kind of conversation in the back about me like, oh my gosh, did you see that girl? Did you see that girl? She ordered a cup for water, but then she didn't fill it up with soda. That's amazing. She just, she filled it up with water. That's so honest. You know what? Maybe we should um, ask her to like give a speech to our employees about honesty and integrity. Yeah, or maybe she, she could make a speech to the whole restaurant, to the customers and everybody. Management, everybody should come out. We should, she should just give a speech because she's so honest. Maybe she wants to work here. Maybe she wants to run the place. Should we ask her? No, let's not ask her. She's probably too good for us. And that's because I'm a praise-obsessed psychopath. Oh! Hey, Kevin, we got to talk about the fact that I give you a box to poop in and yet you still somehow poop just outside of it. How do you, how do you do that? You've been alive for like, how old are you, 10? Are you 10? God, you're old, fat. Um, you're in your box, you're like, you're doing circles, you're walking round and round and round trying to figure out where in the tiny box you're gonna poop and yet somehow your butt still hangs out the side enough for you to poop on the outside of the litter box that I bought for you to specifically poop in. How do you do it? Um, hey guys, welcome to episode seven. Woohoo! Yes, we're doing it. Um, I, thank you guys so much for watching. I'm loving all the comments. Wow, you guys went crazy for last week's episode. You loved the sugar and coffee special so much, making me think that I should do more all that specials. That'd be fun. You know, take one episode where I deep dive into something I've done. Maybe even the Malcolm in the Middle episodes that I did because uh, I have a lot of cool behind the scenes stories from that. And that would be really fun and cool. So maybe I'll do that. Bye, Kevin. No one misses you. See you later. <whistles> See how long it takes Riley to get here. I'm going to whistle for Riley. Hold on. <whistles> oh, I hear her. Here she comes. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog. Come on. Here she comes. Good dog. Just limping all the way. You're a good doggo. Oh. Yeah, good. Scare Kevin away. So thank you, everyone, for all your thoughts and prayers. For Riley, she recently had surgery on her dog ACL. I guess dogs have an ACL or something equivalent of that. And she had big time surgery on it. And it costs a lot of money. Um, but she, can you not sniff my camera, please? Thank you. Um, but she's doing great. So um, she's probably better. She's got a better leg than she ever had before. She's got like a bionic robotic leg now <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if like there was 
a movie about a dog who um, got super injured and then the the family had to like sacrifice everything to pay for the dog surgery. But then after the dog had the surgery, she could like jump 30 feet in the air and it made the family millions. (laughs) Wait, um, I think that's the plot of Rookie of the Year, that 90s movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here goes. Oh, my God. I mean, it's got a, it's kind of similar to Airbud, right? I remember watching Airbud as a kid, but I don't necessarily remember the plot. However, I do know there was like a bunch of them, right? There were a bunch of Airbud movies. Let's look them up. Okay, so we know the first one is basketball. Airbud, just Airbud. What the heck's going on here? Do the Timberwolves want to substitute a dog? What are they nuts? Checking your rule book. But you won't find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. I remember the second one being football. Yes, Airbud Golden Receiver. I tell you one thing, boys. That there's a golden receiver. Um, and then that one, that was probably straight to video, but it probably sold so many VHS tapes. They're like, we gotta do more. Um, what were the rest of them? All right, number three, Airbud World Pup. Soccer. I don't believe it. The U.S. has designated Buddy Fram to replace Scurry. Go get him. Number four, seventh inning fetch. <laughs> it's baseball. Oh, my God. Look, he's got a raccoon sidekick. Ah, 100%. That raccoon injects the dog with steroids. No question. <laughs> the raccoon's like, hey, bud, give me that left butt cheek. Bud's like, roar, roar. And then full golden retriever rage. Golden retriever roid rage. Um, what else? Number five, Airbud spikes back and it's volleyball. Obviously, they're grasping at this point. That's wild, man. That's wild. Airbud spikes back. What next? Airbud spikes back. Okay, and then the whole thing went into the toilet with the Air Buddies series. They're like, let's get rid of this old dog. Bring in the kids. I say that, but that's like kind of what happened with with all that. <laughs> They're like, get rid of the old cast. Bring in some new kids. That was me. I was the Air Buddies uh, seasons of all that. Um, but my kids have tried to watch them, and they're horrific. Like there was a Christmas one, and they're really, really bad. Totally blows. Um, why did they choose volleyball? That's so strange. Why not hockey? Why wasn't there a hockey episode? What would the hockey one be called? We can't do Stanley Pup because they already did wor- World Pup. Can't do that play on words. Um, okay, give me two seconds. I'm going to think about what it is. You should go to Okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. Um, okay, but we're gonna se- we're gonna set it up like it's uh, like a movie pitch. So you got a movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. It's the latest installment in the Airbud series. Oh, that sounds very lucrative. It does indeed, sir. It's about hockey. Oh, really? What's it called? It's called Five for Biting. <laughs> oh, hockey. That sounds very violent. Yeah, the raccoon is the enforcer, and he kills three people. <laughs> Won't it be hard for the dog to ice skate when he's got four legs and not human feet? Actually, it'll be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? I also want like a boxing airbud where he fights an actual boxer. And it's really gritty. And they call it like Airbud, it'd be what, six, seven, it'd be Airbud seven 
southpaws. And they're both left-handed. Uh, I'm so clever. But yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, he's got a raccoon. I have not seen any of these movies, but he does have a raccoon sidekick in the baseball one. And he's holding the ball. Ah, he's probably the pitcher. God, I hope he's the pitcher. And then in Airbud Spikes Back, the volleyball one, he's got like a parrot sidekick. Probably because at that point, the raccoon's in jail for all the steroids. Yeah, but... Uh, oh, oh yeah. Can you not drink my drink? Please, you're a cat. That's mine. Thank you. Cool. Covered in cat spit. Everything in my house is covered in cat hair or cat spit. Mm. Or both. Sweet. Okay, so speaking of boxing, um, I worked for the UFC for like four or five years. I hosted a show called the UFC Minute. I'm Lisa Foyles, and here's what you need to know in your UFC Minute, where I would talk about like, oh, here's who's fighting who in their underwear this week. <laughs> it was actually a great gig, and I got super into UFC. I did not care about UFC before I got this job. I thought it was barbaric and inhuman. Inhuman, inhumane, inhumane. There's a word, there's a, one of those words. And um, for boys, I thought it, like only boys would enjoy this. Um, and then I started learning all the backstories of all the fighters and getting to know their stories and, um, you know, seeing pictures of their kids and their wives and where they came from. And, you know, the guys who were like, if I don't win this fight, I won't be able to feed my family. And I'm like, oh no, I hope this guy wins. I better tune in on Saturday night to see. So yeah, I got super into UFC and really enjoyed watching all of the people in their underwear punching other people. Um, please don't jump up here. Please don't jump up here. You always do this. You know I'm wearing black pants. You're just going to cover them in white cat fur. Don't appreciate it. Don't spit on my computer. Can I not just film in peace for 30 minutes? Great. Okay, so anyway. But the one thing that always bothered me about the UFC is I feel like their weight classes are just out of control. I know boxing has like a ton of weight classes, but I only know the UFC ones. And, um, okay, I'm just going to read them for you. So let's start at the, I have, I have a list here. Let's start at the top. The biggest dudes, the biggest guys are called heavyweight. Okay. That makes sense. Big heavy dudes. Got it right below that light heavyweight. See, that's a contradiction, right? That's pretty contradictory. Like how big are they? Oh, they're light heavy. And they go on boat planes and eat jumbo shrimp with their dog cats. Doesn't make sense. And right below that is middleweight. It's not in the middle at all. It doesn't make sense. There's so many weight classes. It's not in the middle at all. Shouldn't middleweight be right in the middle? No, it's not. It's very vague. See that guy over there? How much does he weigh? Oh, just right in the middle. What? Just like right in the center, right down the middle. Okay. Doesn't make sense. Um, and then after that, after that, we have welterweight. Welter, is that a word? No one knows what that word means. It could be snarf weight for all I care. It would mean the exact same to me. Um, and now here's, here's where they went too small too soon, right? So 145 to 155 pounds is lightweight. Uh, that's not light. I've never lifted up a Shetland pony and been like, wow, he's so light. Oh my gosh. He's only 145 to 155 pounds, super light. So it's already a stretch when you say lightweight. And then where do you go from lightweight? Oh, featherweight. First of all, no, because after that is bantamweight. Bantam means small chicken. 
Okay. Um, so what you're telling me is that a feather, one feather, weighs more than one chicken who is covered in feathers. Uh, no, that's wrong. Makes no sense. Okay, and then after that is fly weight, and then straw weight, and then atom weight. God, they're grasping. They're so grasping. <laughs> atom weight. They better hope that no one under 96 pounds wants to fight in the, in the UFC. Uh, because where do you go from Adam? <laughs> the new toddler the new toddler league is going to be like, what do we even do? We're so small. What do we call ourselves? Too light, too soon. Uh, but, here's, but here's the thing. Here's, here's what I was thinking. I think they were on the right track with bantamweight, right? Because they're comparing something to an animal that we're aware of. Chicken. Okay, bantamweight. These are like two chickens going at it. Um, well, they're, big, they're bigger than flies. Smaller than a welter. Whatever that means. Um, just a couple of chickens going at it. It's actually where cockfighting originated. But don't look it up. <laughs> All right, chicken weight, chicken weight. We got chicken weight. They should have stuck with the animal thing, right? Like, um, like the heaviest can be bear weight. Okay, makes sense. The next one down can be like baby elephant weight. And that'll get a lot of girlfriends hooked because they're, they're going to be like, wait, what? Baby elephants are fighting? Okay, I'll sit and watch. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Um, then for like middleweight, you could go, I don't know, kangaroo weight. Or you could really spice it up to get the viewers, to, 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 to grab those viewers. Be like um, one million angry bees weight. <laughs> Because everybody knows that one million angry bees weighs roughly 185 pounds. Everybody knows that. Everybody loves a good bee attack. Who's not going to tune in for that? Can, name one person who doesn't love a good bee attack. Go ahead. I'll wait. Maybe Nicolas Cage. Not the bees! Ah! Um, but yeah, look, I'm not going to do their work for them. I'm just saying they should get rid of all these um, dumb names for weight classes and go with animals. Because I would love that. Anyway, Kevin's here. And every time Kevin's here, he uh, makes me lose my train of thought. And both Kevins are here, so that's times two. I'm going to read some Spotify comments. Because I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, you can leave comments and talk to me on Spotify after you watch the episode. And that's super cool. And so I just went back like, like earlier today and was like, oh my gosh, look at all these comments. So we got Steve Simon. He said the Kevin's origin story was great. Uh, as a longtime Kevin aficionado, hearing the origin story was great. Uh, this is in response to episode two, um, the hedge maze episode. So the only other maze I've ever been in or through um, was a corn maze in Idaho on Halloween. And let me tell you, the corn was all dead and waist high. And then when I exited the dead corn maze, a man ran after me with a chainsaw. <laughs> I don't know if it was a real chainsaw, but because it was Idaho, it was absolutely a real chainsaw, like for real. And he said, also living in Idaho, I can confirm it was 100% a real chainsaw. That's funny. You're in Idaho. What part of Idaho are you in? Comment and tell me. I ask into my camera like I'm going to get some kind of response. And you don't know. So just stop. 
girl, Kevin. Uh, yeah, in the hedge maze episode I talk about, I was in Idaho and I went through a hedge maze and then at, at, on Halloween. And then at the end of it, a dude came out and chased me with a chainsaw. And I went into the, I went, I went full turtle. I went into the fetal position um, and he just walked away because he didn't know what to do with me. And I wondered if that was a real chainsaw. And um, yeah, this guy agrees. He's like... <laughs> You went to a Halloween hedge maze in Idaho and somebody chased you with a chainsaw? That was a real chainsaw. All right, next, uh, I posted who is a better host, Lisa or Kevin, fully knowing where this was going. A couple comments here. Stu says, Lisa has more stories, but Kevin is a cat. Mm, How do you not pick the cat on the internet? Yep, Marlon Miller says, Lisa, all the way, Kevin barely does anything of note. However, they did fight in the last episode which at the time I was very annoyed about. And then I went back and I watched it uh, and laughed so hard <laughs> because girl Kevin was just like chilling and minding her own business in the guest chair. And then boy Kevin just jumped up and just tackled her like, like bitter. And she's like, rawr, rawr. and when it happened, I was very, very upset that there was violence on my set where it's supposed to be a peaceful environment. But then watching it, in editing, uh, I thought it was very, very funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Angel Sunlight on YouTube says, please tell more stories about musical guests that came on all that. Pretty sure you were able to talk to two of my childhood crushes, Aaron Carter and Frankie Muniz. Yes. I'm going to shut your tail in this computer. Can you move it, please? Can you move? Can you move? Thank you. I don't need this yeah, so you guys went crazy for the sugar and coffee episode. Loved all my all that stories. And yes, I have so many of them. And she's right. I did get to hang out with Aaron Carter and Frankie Muniz. And they were both great. They were both super nice. I didn't hang out with Aaron Carter that much. Ah, I know you. You're famous. Yeah. Teen singing sensation Aaron Carter! Aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah, I am. Big deal! But I do know that Aaron had a crush on Chelsea. And I'm pretty sure Frankie Muniz had a crush on Chelsea. And I'm pretty sure every boy that ever entered the soundstage had a crush on Chelsea. (laughs) I mean, how can you not? She was flipping beautiful. She still is, you know. She was the hot one, you know? She was the Kelly Kapowski of our seasons, and I was I accepted that. I was, like, the cute one. She was the hot one. We knew our roles, and we filled them well. Are there any hot guys in your neighborhood? There was one. Well, what happened to him? What are you, a cop? But, uh, but yeah, so not a lot of Aaron stories. I did play foosball with Aaron, I believe. We had a foosball table in the green room, And uh, I just got really good at it. I just like committed my off-screen life to being the best foosball player I could possibly be. And everybody would try to challenge me. Celebrity guests, writers, producers, like everybody would come through the green room room and be like, we got to play Lisa. I was mostly a goalie and I was an amazing goalie. Me and Brian Hearn as like a team, completely unstoppable. Mm. So I remember playing Aaron in foosball and winning. I, I don't really have a lot of vivid memories from that. But, I, uh, but yeah, so Frankie, I talked a little bit about this in the last episode. Frankie Muniz was the star of Malcolm in the Middle, and he was in our first episode. 
And uh, there was a funny sketch where he went around and found all the new cast members of all that and formed the new cast. And then he was afterward on the show. He was on Sugar and Coffee. And uh, he was super nice, super cool, just crazy, talented, and very professional. You know, for that first episode, we were all brand new to being on TV, and he was very seasoned. He'd been starring in Malcolm in the Middle for I don't know how many years before that. And, uh, and he knew Kyle. Kyle Sullivan was one of our cast members. He was also on Malcolm in the Middle. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think it was like three or four years later when I auditioned for Malcolm in the Middle. I was a part of an episode called If Boys Were Girls, where I played female Malcolm. So the mom, um, Jane Kaczmarek, she had like a dream. She was kind of hallucinating a little bit because she was pregnant on the show and I think in real life as well. I think she was pregnant in real life and on the show. Amazing. And uh, she was kind of hallucinating of what it would be like to, to have all girls instead of all boys. Because Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle, you have three boys. They're rambunctious. They're crazy. A lot of boy-like behavior going on. So there's this one episode called If Boys Were Girls um, where all of the boys morphed into girls. And I got to play the female version of Malcolm. Yay! It was super fun. I actually auditioned for Reese. I auditioned for Reese all the way through the auditions up until the very, very last audition where they narrowed it down to just a few girls and then I was in the room and I was all like prepared to read the Reese lines and they're like can you read Mallory's lines which was a female Malcolm and I'm like ah okay totally threw me off my game had I think I had to cold read it but apparently I did great because I was cast as Malcolm female Malcolm just after that and uh yeah so it was really fun getting to visit Frankie's set his crew you know, his stomping grounds and have him come to all that. So we kind of got to, uh, you know, be on each other's shows and kind of become friends. And yeah, he was super cool. He drove like amazing cars. I know he's like a car guy now. He always had these like insane cars. I'm like, aren't you 16? What's going on? Why do you have a Lamborghini? And he didn't take me um, on a ride in the car, but I think he took female race in the car. Yeah, so I had this, <laughs> it's funny. So the comment was all about like, oh, you got to talk to my childhood crushes on all that. But the thing is, I also had childhood crushes. I was also a young girl <laughs> like, who had celebrity crushes, even though I was on all that, getting to meet a lot of these guys. Um, none of the, I mean, none of like the crushes I ever had as a kid, like came on our show I can't even remember. I mean, I think I liked JTT like every girl did. He never was on our show. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, the <laughs> I should not even tell this story. I'm going to do it anyway. There's only one time when a boy came on all that. And I thought he was super cute and super nice. And I really liked him. And we had like a little connection in the one minute we interacted <laughs> that I'm like, man, I wonder if he likes me too. And it was Tyler Hilton. I don't know if, I don't know what he's doing now. Um, he was a singer, amazing singer. I was like, he was very John Mayer and he played Elvis in the Walk the Line movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Chris Witherspoon. And he was great. 
And he came on the show and he performed a song. And then afterward, we were like dancing on stage, right? I was like dancing with him and we were like smiling at each other. We like kind of talked a little bit. And I don't know. I felt like we were giving each other the eye. And immediately afterward, he had to like get in a car and go get on a private jet and go do something, some kind of rock star thing. I don't know. But I had my, this is so dorky. Oh my gosh. I had my publicist reach out to his publicist <laughs> and be like, hey, so um, Lisa Foyles from all that, like thought you were really cool and like didn't know if you wanted to hang out. So um, do you want to like talk to her? <laughs> and his publicist got back to my publicist and was like, yeah, Tyler, like, he thought Lisa was really cool and we would totally be down to chatting with her and hanging out. Um, and then I was over the moon. Oh my gosh. A boy likes me. What dream come true, right? Finally it's happened. Finally a boy likes me. Um, and then he never called. (laughs) He never contacted me again. Um, Yeah, I even had my publicist like a couple more times be like, can you call him and see like if he, where, like, why hasn't he called me? And then it just kind of fizzled away and he never called me. And I was sad. I was a sad little 16 year old girl. But such is life, right? Such is life. He probably has absolutely no idea that that happened. I bet if I met him now, I was like, hey, do you remember that? He'd probably be like, who are you? I, I don't even remember the show that I prefer. What are you talking about? What? Why are you bothering me? Why are you in my hotel room? <laughs> just, just, uh, just, don't you want to hang out with me? Why didn't you call me? As security's just like dragging me out of the room. Tyler, Tyler, has it? come back. No, um, he was a nice guy and uh, it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> I don't, I definitely don't think about it every six months. Anyway, where are we at? Okay, good. We're perfectly on time. As soon as this camera stops filming, that's when I know I've gone long enough. Thank you guys for watching episode seven. Woo! Uh, Love it. Love all the comments you guys have been leaving me. Um, Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for answering the questions on Spotify and just generally being the best. You guys have always been the best. Thank you for supporting me. And uh, just keep it up. Uh, The video goes out on YouTube. The and on Spotify video goes out on YouTube and Spotify audio goes out everywhere. Apple podcasts, uh, Google podcasts, iHeartRadio apps, like all, just, just all of them. Okay. It's all there. Thank you guys so much. Peace out. I 100% should not have told that Tyler Hilton story. <laughs> so pathetic. It is so pathetic. But you know what? I've made a fool of myself my entire career. Why stop now?